Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, everybody. This is uh, Jennifer O, my co-host. Hi, I'm Kaleo. Aloha from Hawaii. Yeah, we're going to try this show again. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, last week we couldn't get on. Yeah, we couldn't get on. It was... Monday, I think, and um, I wasn't feeling very well, and I think the universe decided that was that was not a very good time for me to do the show because we had major technical difficulties. So uh, I blame it on Mercury retrograde. Okay, <laughs> um, or we could I don't know we could blame it on whatever I couldn't get in because of the whatever it was the yeah. computer wouldn't work we couldn't connect. So, anyways, um, thanks for joining us today. The, this show um, and hopefully um, in Hawaii the Blue Angels are here. So <laughs> it sounds like they are flying directly ten feet above your house. And sometimes they are. Uh, yeah, they, literally. Yeah, it's I, the, the, those turbines are the loudest things I've ever heard in my life. And man, do they look cool when they go by! I mean, Whoa, it's so incredible. My son was on the beach the other day, and he said one flew so close to him he could feel it in his chest when he flew sideways. And he said he looked up and the pilot was looking right at him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of crazy, but that might get kind of loud. Um, Anyhow, if you, hear, if you hear a sucking noise, yeah, if you hear a <laughs> rumbling noise, you'll yeah, know. Yeah. So today uh, we're going to talk about universal laws versus friends and family. It's a question. Uh, I get a lot of questions based on this subject just because I do a lot of teaching, a lot of lecturing on universal laws, living a happier life, how to make some changes in your life. I do readings on it. I'm getting tremendous results. Um, so people refer me out quite a bit to their friends and, and what have you. But a lot of people, um, also that's what my up-and-coming book is about. It has a lot of this stuff on up it. Up-and-coming very soon to be yeah, released. Yeah, in the next few weeks so that you'll finally Yay. get to know the title. Um, so anyhow, a, a lot of people that start going on their own spiritual journey and wanting to balance themselves tend to find themselves in, I want to say, either battling with friends and family or in disagreements or feeling... Uh, upset or you know just different emotions start happening when you're when you're going on a spiritual journey and you're wanting to share things with your friends and family about what's happening and they argue for the physical laws so kind of to start that out a little bit when everybody starts going on a um, spiritual journey when they start wanting to check the universal laws and see what they're all about because you've been living in the physical laws for so long usually you know, you're at a point in your life where you feel like, man, I've been doing this for five years, 10 years, 30 years, and this really isn't working. I'm not happy. Things have got to get better. Something's got to, something's got to give. There has to be a better way. So at that point in time, a lot of times people will start searching and going on their own spiritual journey, and they start to discover things like the universal laws and, and reading wonderful, amazing things about that, which is great because you have to have a balance between this, your spiritual side and the physical side. However, many 
friends and family and people that you've been surrounded by thus far are very, very grounded in the physical laws. If they weren't, um, this universal law thing wouldn't be uh, new to you. You would have been studying it your whole life. Um, but for many of my clients, many of the people I lecture for, this is a new thing. So they start to discover it. And for any of you out there wanting to learn more about the universal laws, wanting to learn more about abundance and manifestation and all that sort of thing, you really, really have to be truly at a point in your life where you're able to accept that there may be another way out there. You have to be able to accept or question some of your beliefs uh, thus far, like, you know, limitations, not enough. Uh, things that are restricted, life just happens to you. You have to be able to at least question that in order to even embark on the um, universal law journey. I have a question about that. Okay. How, how uh, when, when people are stuck like that in, in, the, in the physical laws, and it, it's kind of that fear of the unknown thing, but um, how, did the, how, how would you suggest that they rely on their faith in, in, their, in their exploration if they're new to the universal laws? Um, well, one of the things is uh, when you're experiencing, when you're learning about the universal laws and that sort of thing, uh, you know, this is all in a positive direction. You know, the universal laws are based on bringing into your life what you, what you want. They're based on peace and love and, you know, just abundance for everybody, that there's enough for everybody. So it's really based on a loving environment. So that being said, uh, you just have to trust in God and trust that your um, intuition and your spirit guides are guiding you in the right direction. You have to trust that there's a better way than negativity. If you ask me, the physical laws could not be more based in negativity than anything. I mean, it's, it, you are surrounded with negativity in the physical laws. You are, there's, there's hardly any positive that I can ever think of that comes out of the physical laws except for, like, the law of gravity. Like, and technically, that could be a universal law. So, but I think they consider that um, physical law. So, so certain basics apply then. Like, yeah. the law of gravity would be a good example of right. in, in relation to, uh, I think Michael Beckwith said it on, on uh, uh, The Secret when he said, it doesn't matter if you're a good or a bad person, when you fall off a building, you're going to hit the ground. Exactly. Yeah. So... Um, you know, there's there's a lot of negativity that's in the physical laws, and that and that creates you know depression. It creates uh, blockage to money flow. It creates being afraid. A lot of fear based in the physical laws. So, anyways, you know, take to me on the outside looking in, it's easy for me to say this, but usually when people come to me in lectures and come to me in readings, it they're in such a place that they're so stuck and so upset or so unhappy of where that they are, to me, the only place you can go is up from that. So, but you, but you can also just stay in that stuck part. And, and part of today's show uh, with the family members portion, because people come to you, you help them uh, see things uh, in their life spiritually, and they're still, but they still go back to um, a physical the, the, law the physical laws of the family environment. Right. When I did my addictions counseling, I would have that. Someone wanted to break out, right. and then they would go back into the lion's den, so to speak. Right. How do they protect themselves from that? Well, they... and another thing, too, with that is, let's say that you are open to um, going on your spiritual journey with the universal laws, and you're really open to trying a different way, and so you start embarking on that. One of the things that I just want people to know is to be aware of completely opening their whole entire journey in their new train of thought 
onto their friends and family. That will actually avoid a lot of the negativity coming from friends and family because you can still embark on a wonderful spiritual journey and try to better yourself and, and, and just discover and, and enjoy and go that direction without having to try to um, justify yourself to all your friends or and family sell or sell it to them exactly. Because the problem is, let's just face it, I don't like to be sold to myself unless it's something I see in somebody or, or a product that I'm interested in and I go towards it. You don't want to have to try to convince friends and family that this is the right way for you and it's the right way for them and it's really the right, right way for everybody because you're experiencing really good results. Of course, we all want our friends and family to experience abundance and a change in happiness and all of that. But what I notice is when you just concentrate on your own journey, not convincing everybody else that this is the way or it's a new journey, when things start to turn around for you, they come to you a lot of times and they will say, What's happening? Why are you doing this? Why, job? yeah, how come, what, how did you get that job? Or how did you, you know, how come you're not as stressed out about money? And why are things, I see a difference, something's different. What are you doing that's different? And when that happens, then they're sort of, they're open and they're interested because they're also seeing results. So they're seeing what you've done on your own journey and they're starting to see a difference from the outside. That can be more effective, hands down than just going, oh, my gosh, I learned this. I'm so excited about it. This happened and this happened. But you're just telling them experiences, so they're not getting to see for themselves. Out of their own curiosity. Out of their own curiosity, out of their own eyes, a change. You're telling them because of your excitement from your own experiences. So a problem with that is uh, people do this a lot, and it's wonderful. They get so excited. I have so many clients that just they get so excited when they start saying a, a better change that because they've been in a bad place for so long that they want to go tell everybody. So then they go tell people and then their friends and family who are not open to changing their belief system yet, and that's okay. I mean, you know, nobody wants to be forced into changing their belief system, and I don't think you should ever force your belief system onto anybody. Because they aren't simply not ready. They're not ready, or why should you ever but you know, force your belief system on anybody. That's our free will. That's your our choice. So everyone can have a different path to their spirituality sure. or their limitations. Absolutely. But it has to be a choice. You don't want to put your belief system on anyone. So they get excited. They go tell, um, you know, their friends and family, and their friends and family shut them down real quick. They start telling them, well, you know, that's not how that works, and we'll see that doesn't last only that long, and how do you know that that's, that's the biggest crock? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Or they don't have any answers for, you know, um, for what that they want to, you know, di dispute on them. So it, it actually, I, I've seen where it, it turns into a argument or a, um, where the person leaves feeling badly. So... And, Wait, then, and then they question their own. Then habits. that's the problem. That's one of the like a higher road. Yeah. yeah. So then, when they leave feeling badly, and then your friends or family have put all this um, negativity, not meaning to. I really don't believe people necessarily do that. I'm trying to bring anybody else down, though. I think that they do it because they're wanting to protect them. It's their idea. Or it's their idea. Yeah. yeah. They, they're wanting to make sure they get their opinion in, and, and they want to see the best for you. But that just tends to be their opinion. So you leave and you feel very depressed or upset, it's almost like they deflated your balloon, mm -hmm. you know. They, they poked a hole in it, and now all the 
wonderful feeling that you felt has leaked out and you're starting to feel very just deflated or defeated and then you forgot the feeling that you had and then you start questioning it again. It, it can snap you right back into your old train of thought very quickly. And here's something for you because if you're, if you're you know, trying to change from a, a real structured uh, dogmatic uh, situation and, and your whole group and family has uh, gone through that and, 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 they, and they're clinging to that, it's not working for you so you're starting to, you, you want to change, You'll, you'll get the old, oh, you think you're better than we are type of uh, guilt trip. Guilt well, trip yeah, sometimes. that can happen. Um, many, many emotions can happen just because, especially if they see somebody doing something different. If, when in your family unit, in your, in your friend unit, one of the person start, starts behaving differently than they're used to or starts embarking on a, a curiosity of theirs. It could even be a new hobby, a new anything. People get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. They get very uncomfortable, and they're not really sure how to handle this person anymore or what are they doing. And people really get afraid when they're based on physical laws, as sad as it is, that someone might have more success than them or they become jealous or they become, you know, like, well, how do you know that's going to happen? And they become very jealous in that situation. And what they don't understand is if they remove themselves out of the physical laws, there, there would be no jealousy because they would know that if they wanted it, they were very much going to be having um, ability to get whatever they desired as well. So, you know, jealousy can play a part when you when maybe start not having as trouble with money. Maybe, you know, you begin to get happier, but these people go home and they're repeating the same scenario over and over, staying stuck, not making any changes. Life is hard. You know, um, and we have a, uh, some callers on the line, so I will get to you in just a minute. But one of the things that I found very interesting and I found interesting lately is I happened to catch a glimpse of a daytime um, talk show of a, a wonderful, wonderful talk show host. But um, let's face it, their shows are based purely on people's misery a lot of the times and trying, trying to help them. So... That's not the blue angels, but that is love. Anyways, they, so they bring the people on. They're trying to help them. They're, these two particular people happen to be in the same family unit, and they battled for over a minute telling each other or the host what was wrong with this person, and then the other one would re rebuff what was wrong with that person. The funny thing is these people were both over 18, and like they were – one was a lot over 18 and one was 20s or something. And there was no reason that they needed to judge one another. They're, they didn't live in the same house. They didn't, there was no reason for the battling. So and these were family members. They were family members. And it was interesting to me because if I watched this for about a minute, or actually I wasn't even watching it, it was on as background noise, but it caught my attention. Uh, and I realized, you know, people just have way too much time in their hand, on their hands they, that they spend focusing on you should be doing this and, and this is what you're doing wrong. They, they have such an opinion about other people's lives. It is amazing. And, and if, they're, if they have an opinion of other people's lives and, and they keep that focus, they don't have to look at their own so much. Well, you know, that's true. Um, but also I think that for some reason it, it satisfies people in, in some way 
to lash out at other people or to pass judgment sometimes. And or if they're unhappy in their life, they feel like it's the cause of other people. So then they want to lash out at them. Do you think that gives them some sort of a feeling of control in their life? Control is a huge issue. Yes, a false control. But that's a huge issue. Or that they're smarter, possibly, because that they have a better idea of what that person should do with their life. Because it works for them. Well, it's not working for them. That's the thing. But, yeah, in their mind it works for them. So it's just interesting the amount of time that people are – that they spend when you're grounded in the physical laws in what – somebody else is doing in their life and how it could be better and they always know better and if you change your behavior things would get along if you if you change um who you were dating things you know they'd get along if you change how many babies you were going to have or where you chose to work you know it, it just re- they really should spend that much time just loving that person for who they are, knowing that they're making mistakes, and, and but there's nothing you can do when they're in their 20s. And, I mean, these people weren't, like, on drugs or anything. They were just, um, you know, that would be a different situation, but they were just not living their life according to how this other person thought they should live it. And they should really just take all that energy and all that time into creating their life in the way that they wanted it to be because one of the things that stood out at me was that particular person also was very unhappy. So you take unhappy people judging other unhappy people and it's just a circus. So I have a question for you that I think is some insanity about this and you and I visited uh, off and on about this for a long time. But So for our listeners and for me for that matter, how much does the fear of the unknown you know, really affect that inability to change because you're staying in an unhappy situation. So what? how does the fear of the unknown play into that? Because that's a lot of reasons why people won't change, isn't it? It's paralyzing. It's literally paralyzing for people. But the only – people have to be in a place where they, um, number one, have decided they have to trust in God, trust in the universal laws that, that – um, life is actually meant to be happy and wonderful and you're meant to live um, an abundant life. That's really, truly what is meant to happen. I mean, that's actually in the Bible and all types of different religions, um, no matter what religion background that you're at. Life is meant to be wonderful and good. So you have to trust that that is true, number one. So leap and the net will appear. Well, you know, and you don't have to make a big leap. You can always see, people always think they have to make a big change. If they just start making little changes, Little tiny changes each day. I want to live a happier day today. I might want my work to be better today. And they start realizing the train of thought that they have and the effect that they have on their own life as far as the little thoughts, the how your day goes, the how you're going to pay the electric bill, the how you're going to possibly get a raise at work, the how you're going to um, enjoy your weekend. When they start realizing that they have so much control over those little things, they begin to get more trust. And as you begin to get more trust, then you begin to want to use it for larger things. And then you will see more different things appear. So would you suggest for those people then, in order to stay on track, that they they may consult a spiritual coach or guide or mentor if they find one that's comfortable for them? Seems to. I think that actually you can do it through a number of different things. You can do it through just, you know, either finding a spiritual coach, a um, 
or mentor or any, any of those. Yes, I do a lot of that. Um, there's a lot of amazing books out there on universal laws. There's, um, it's just, it's not as hard as people think. It's really just changing your train of thought. It's such an easy process. Um, the book that I have coming out is going to have a ton of this information in it, but what people love about this book is it's such an easy process. Anything that gets your, your – you, there's YouTube videos out there. If you can't afford to do readings, if you can't afford to um, – you know, uh, buy books, there's free. There's YouTube videos out there. You can talk to, uh, find some of your friends and family that have a wonderful things happen in their life. I notice that people that are just happy people, whether they have a lot or don't have a lot, they're usually following their universal laws. They usually are. It can be your grandfather who's living in a house that's paid for, that doesn't want much, but he's living a very happy life, but that's all he wants. He doesn't want the same things you want. So, Talk to friends and family that seem happy, that seem like that things just come to them. You know, you, there's a number of ways you can do change your train of thought and work with the universal laws without even having to spend money. And then they can use those people somewhat as a support group if they're coming from a family. Sure. People, love, people that are really happy love to teach other people that are really happy. So, you know, there's a lot of things, but there's books, there's um, readings that you can get. There's YouTube videos. There's just basic friends and family. There's, but usually you will tailor your own spiritual journey to whatever's working best for you. Um, like I said, uh, people that refer you, I get a ton of referrals because I have people that will um, see me for a reading and then they will refer me to, or their friends will start to notice. So they'll go, what are you doing? And then they'll mention my name and then they'll call me. So it tends to be, if you have people referred to you, that's a really great way. But we're going to take a couple of these calls because I want to get to a few of them before we go too far into the show. Um, we have an area code 646. Hey, Jennifer. Hi. Um, this is Helena. And, I'm um, sorry. Wondering... Oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is Helena. And I'm uh, wondering, I'm in kind of a... Um, a rough financial place, and um, just wondering if perhaps you can tell me what I'm blocking to make it so, or <clears throat> also anything on when it mighties up and I would be able to get out of one of the part-time jobs that I really dislike. Okay. I couldn't hear that last part because you're kind of muffled. I heard that you were um, you're having a hard time financially. You were wondering about any blocks that you may giving yourself, and then you said mm -hmm. something about a part-time part job. job yeah. Like get out of the likes. You, yeah. you want to get out of you want to get out of the part-time job. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of the things that I noticed from you right off the bat is uh, your view of the future. You, you wherever you're at in your place in life, um, you're very skeptical that you'll ever get out of this situation. So you just feel like it's just going to be the same thing over and over again. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm pretty freaked out. Yeah. Okay. Well, one, one of the things that I want you to realize is a, a couple different things, and this is sort of an example of how I do readings and spiritual teach. Um, I actually see um, your financial situation easing up for you in about six months. Um, it seems like around February-ish, March-ish, um, but it feels like there's another job opportunity coming from for you at that point in time. And for you, I know that seems like too long, but mm -hmm. the wonderful 
thing is it's not three years, it's not five years, it's soon, it's right around the corner. But one of the things that you can do is understand that your thought is exactly what I told you. Your thought is you, you just feel so beaten down at this point with the stress that it just feels like it's just happening over and over again. So your mental energy is putting that out there consistently. It's the same day. It's the next day. Same thing's going to happen next week. Same thing's going to happen. I want you to start viewing your life differently and know that, you know what, I know that there's a job coming around the corner for me that I'm going to enjoy. And so all I have to do is continue to do the things that I'm doing every day, keep my eyes peeled, apply, but I know it's coming. I know it's out there. And I know it's out there because I can see it psychically for you. So that's coming into your life. So now that you know that that's coming in, sort of change your view. Know that it's coming and it's around the corner and decide, you know what, it's going to be really great. I, it's coming because I want to get out of this situation. And understand that because when you start to want something, the universe will react. But be specific in what you want. You want more, a full-time job. I I'm seeing. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I, I want a day job while I can then pursue my dreams and my real goals. But right now, I just feel so beaten up. I'm in survival mode. Right, exactly, and I feel that. So just start, instead of being, what happens when you get in that survival mode, this is a really great, great question, is you tend to, when you have downtime, you tend to sit there and just try to recover and try not to cry or not, try not to yeah. be upset, you know? So instead of doing that, instead of doing that, I want you to relieve yourself of that kind of stress. And I want you to start deciding what type of job that you want to come in because it's coming. It's coming your way. It, it is a day job. It's something that you're going to enjoy a lot more, and it is going to allow you more time somehow to pursue your other stuff. So mm -hmm. I want you to start creating your life in your head and daydream about how you want your life to be next year about how you want your life to be the next year after that. Instead of taking that downtime and just using it for just recovering emotionally, start to do yeah. something fun in that downtime and start imagining, okay, I'm going to test this universal laws thing, and I tell my clients this all the time. Test yeah. this and prove me wrong and email me if it doesn't work because nobody ever emails me and tells me it doesn't work. They always email me going, my God, I wish I would have known about this a long time ago. So during the day, during today, Start knowing, you know, I feel the relief coming. I want you to imagine that that full-time job is coming to you in about six months or in February, and I want you to imagine, okay, let's pretend like it's there. Let's go six months into the future and imagine that it's there and imagine it relieves me of finances and feel the breath of relief that you have at that moment in time and enjoy that and say, okay, well, I know it's coming, and I want it to be a day job, and, oh, that feels so much better than what I'm doing right now. And now that I'm in this day job, what else do I want to happen? I want to start being able to pursue these other things that I want. Do you feel the difference? I do. The only, the only other thing that's going on, though, is right now everything is so tight. Ends are not needing. So the thought of doing that even for another month is kind of like little frantic well you know it, but it is what it is and, and there's i i know the financial strain i can see it psychically um mm -hmm. but there's not a whole lot you know um you can do by worrying about it but the more the quicker that you get into the you know what it's coming relief is coming I know it's coming, and I know I'm going to have a different life by next year, and things are going to be wonderful and working in this. When you change your thought to that thought press process, 
Release comes quicker. Your money <laughs> situation will be resolved quicker. Do you see what I'm trying to explain? You yeah, know, the, the release, the release. Now, I know you don't believe me because I can, I can feel it and I can tell, but when you get in a survival mode such as this, you need to try something different because what you've been doing ha- isn't working because you're literally in survival mode, right? Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't cost you anything to try to change your train of thought. It doesn't cost you anything to just think more positively and start trusting that, you know what, I give up. I'm going to the universal laws and, and let's see how I can work with them for a while. It doesn't cost you anything, but it, you will feel incredibly relieved when maybe you all of a sudden get a $50 check that week that you totally didn't expect. Or do you see what I mean? And then you'll start, when those little things start coming in like that, then you'll start going, oh, I get it. I see exactly what she meant. I feel it now. And then you start to be able to feel it because that $50 meant a lot that week. And then that makes you feel better. And so then you're starting to see more opportunity and you'll start to realize really how much of an effect that your thought process had in your life at that time. And that's how you dig yourself out of the quicksand. So just start with baby steps and just do the best you can into every day that you think more positive thoughts than you thought the day before that is getting you closer and quicker to getting out of survival mode every day. If you just think one more positive thought tomorrow and then two more positive thoughts the next day, every time you do that is moving you closer to getting out of survival mode. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, and you have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Okay. All right. We have another caller. That's a really tough situation because um, people, you know, when you're in survival mode, you're in survival mm-hmm. mode, and yeah. that really well, makes it, you. And it's really easy to think, well, it's easy for you to say, but you're not in Exactly. Shoes, but but what, she, what you don't know and what I probably shouldn't have mentioned to the caller is, you know, I have been in situations like that in mm-hmm. my life as well as other clients of mine. Um, so I can very much empathize with being in the survival mode because um, many people I know have been there. I've been there myself before. And it's not easy, but when you um, – it, it's so hard when you're stuck in the physical class. When you make that shift, you'll start to remember, oh, yeah, I remember this feeling because um, you used to deal with the universal laws all the time when you were born and when you're young. You begin to forget them as you get older. And, and for many people, um, you know, it's like, you know, have you had this happen before? And a lot of people will say yes. And have you had good times before? And yes is usually the answer. So, I mean, it's an, life has an ebb and flow, and it, it can go up and down, and it's, you know, um, it's a natural process. So, I mean, to know that, you know, yes, this too shall pass. This yes, but, and, but one of the things that people will notice as they get further into the universal laws, and I can even relate this back to my own life, is when you look back on those places that you were having such a survival mode hard time, you will notice your train of thought was completely different leading up to that and at that point in time. And, and the tunnel vision involved. It was. And then when you came out of it, you'll notice that your your mental um, thoughts had changed. And I Real think compressed vibration, isn't it? It is. And, you know, the thing, um, before I get to this next caller, is I truly believe also um, that watching, you know, CNN and World News and all these different things and people talking about the economy and how many people are losing their jobs, it 
gives people a vibration of, oh, my God, you know, everything's going to crap and, you know, how am I going to get this next job and everybody's suffering and people are losing their houses and they start to seriously buy into the fear of the physical loss. But people don't even understand there are still so many people that haven't lost their houses. There are so many people that have our business is doing well. And they don't talk about those people on CNN because, and they're, and they're not just all oil people, by the way. But, I mean, you know, there's places here, even in Hawaii, um, one of the top places, dated community, there's thousands of just multimillion-dollar mansions up there that people are doing just fine. They didn't lose their whole retirement in the economy. They didn't lose all, everything that they had. So there's so many people in the United States that are still doing well, that are even still make, I have people that have come up to me that are, that are talking about now they've made more money than they made last year and the year before that. And it's continuing to grow. But these people, is, you can very much see a division between them and how they think and people that are struggling so bad financially, you know, um, or, or emotionally or whatever, is they don't buy into that. Many of those people don't even watch the news. I, as a rule of thumb, which if you listen to my show, no, I, I boycott the news. I, I absolutely will not watch it. Most um, spiritual books and, and programs will say don't watch the news, don't read the newspaper. No. If it's important enough, you'll find out about yes, it. Yes. If there's a tsunami coming, you'll know. They come down the road and they yell at you through that yeah, same thing. Uh, but um, I stopped watching the news about 20 years ago, and I, t- I really noticed I don't nearly get afraid really with yeah. that sort of thing. So we're going to um, take this next caller on the air, if we can get them. Uh, area code 386. Aloha. Hello. Are you there? Yes, Hi. I'm here. Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, my question is about love. Um, there is, um, I am, you know, kind of involved. Well, you know, there's two. She spit men. it out there. <laughs> <laughs> two, two men, um, as a potential, you know, um, boyfriend um, that I'm considering as potential boyfriend. And I just wanted to know if you can help me out um, to, you know, if you can see, you know, which one would be the, you know, more stable or consistent one. Uh, One is younger. He's a younger Scorpio. We're born in the same month. And the um, other, he's an older Leo male. And so I was, you know, wondering if you can pick up on anything with both of them, you well, know. you're gonna you're gonna love this answer. I, I kid you not. Um, the older male, it it has the appearance of being a little bit more stable in just the way that he thinks and the way that he likes to run his life and that sort of thing. But the younger guy is gonna be more successful eventually. Really? So that ought to throw a wrench into your whole thinking plan there altogether, <laughs> because um, the younger guy guy thinks very differently. He's a little bit more free, um, but he's also driven about something that he wants to do with his life as far as career, that type of thing. Does that make sense? Yes. I think it's football. Okay. Yeah, so whatever it is that he's really driven about, um, I see success for that in in his future. And so um, he, he doesn't think about uh, this is actually a good show for, or a good show for you to call him with this type of thing because he doesn't think about money 
and, and how things happen in the same way that the older guy. The older guy is very physically law-based, and he's very, in his mind, he likes things to be set out a certain way, um, you know, it, and he's sort of strategic about his finances and how he wants things to go. Um, but the young, and, you know, he's not always right, but he tries to do the best he can, you know, in his mind. Um, but the younger guy is way more... Uh, uh, free, what it would like, free bird type person as far as yeah, free spirited as far as money and that type of thing and how it's going to come into his life. Um, he almost puts that a little bit on the back burner behind his passion and what he's so driven about whatever it is that he wants to do that that's the that is such the major correct way to go about bringing money into your life and being um, successful and happy. That I feel like he probably has more fun. And, you know, he really enjoys life, but he's more of a free bird. And I don't know, you know, it's going to depend on if you want the free bird or the, um, you know, the steady, linear, steady slam or whatever. Well, I, I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, that's really what I think what your decision needs to be is more of a personality match and what matches what you want in life better. Because I feel like the Freebird guy makes you a little bit nervous. You have a little bit of both in you, and that's why you're John. You know, you'd kind of like to be a little bit more adventurous, but it kind of makes you a little nervous that that person is more of a Freebird. And being a steady stand type of guy, that will bore you after a while, and you know that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, well, see, the thing is, is that we're both almost like, you know, this, we're born and we're the same sign, so that sign. So, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, we have a lot in common as far as, you know, um, being kind of boring, you know, can be boring. But the thing is, is that, okay, um, the the younger guy he's more free spirited and I you know I kind of let him be. he doesn't really have time for me you know and you know this older guy he's showing me all this attention he's being more attentive and I kind of told the younger guy hey listen you know I don't think we're on the same page as far as you know you know being more attentive and being there and including me in in activities you know cuz he doesn't include me in anything and this older guy he comes along and he's you know hey let's go out let's have fun you know so well and that's that's exactly what i was saying to you so it feels like and we'll do an exercise real quick since we have a few minutes on the air um that the listeners can also do and this is a perfect example um, you know, this will help you with your own intuition, your own internal guidance system on using, taking your mind out of the equation and using your own intuition. And I'll then tell you at the end what I think um, as far as that stuff goes. Because first you talked about it being financially or stability or whatever, and um, I really see it as being something else. So if you kind of close your eyes, now imagine, because your heart center and your intuition or your intuition and psychic ability of your own self, of the guidance that you're getting from your spirit guides and all the other help is right, feeling right down the heart center, your solar plexus, the middle of your chest. And so if you imagine that you commit yourself to, let's say, the older guy, 
um, and you imagine that you decide, okay, I'm going to try to get this guy on the same page as me, and we're gonna, we're dating now, and you know it's a few months into the future, and and you're doing your thing, you're going out to dinner, and he's you know very much more stable as far as what he's doing in life, um, and you guys just continue to date, but the other guy you've released, and he's out of the picture. Um, how does that feel right in the heart center? What type of feeling do you get in the body? Uh, I don't get so much do long term. I don't get long term. Do you feel good? Does it feel weird? Does it feel not right? Does it? Do you feel bored? Do you feel happy? I, it feels good, but I don't feel. I, I feel like it would be like short term. I don't feel okay. like it. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, don't put too much thought into it. It feels good, you said, um, but you mm-hmm. feel like it may be shorter. Okay, so now. And that's the key is you don't, that's another good thing. Don't put too much thought into this process because it's more not the head, it's the body. So you just rattle off your feelings right away. Okay, so close your eyes again and imagine that you've released the older gentleman and that you are, um, you know, deciding that you're going to put yourself in the world of this uh, more free-spirited guy and that you guys are dating, but he's, I feel like he's gone here and there, you know, and then maybe you go see him different places, but um, there's travel involved, and but you're continuing to go on um, along his lifestyle and try to change yours a little bit, sort of to match his a little bit more, and, you know, you continue this dating process for a few months. How does that feel in the body? Exciting. Does it feel- <laughs> <laughs> it feels exciting. Yes. Okay. Do you, Do you feel the difference there? Yeah, I, I totally do. I yeah. So that that's exactly um, how I train people um, in my seminars and lectures. Um, how to use their own intuition and their own guidance system to guide them in the best direction possible for them. Because when you start getting into your head. Your head has all these ulterior motives in it. Here's your mother, your sister, you know. It hears all these different voices and what's right and the best way to pick your man and the best, you know, correct way to date. And it hears all these different things. But your guides and your intuition is your own GPS system to what you, to the best way that you want to live your life possible. So it's connected into what's going to bring you the most joy. Okay, mm-hmm. so if mm-hmm. you use that little trick and pay attention to the body, when it feels good, that's what's going to bring you the most joy in your life. Whether you can think through it one way or another or not, it doesn't matter. Don't go to the end trying to figure out how it works. Just know that that decision is best for you. Right. Okay? Okay. So you, when you said, uh, I want to go back to something you said really quick. You said um, the, the stability. I, that is re- very important for me. That is very, although, huh? you know, I want to have, you know, my own money and stuff like that. It is very important for me because I'm a single parent. And huh? I, do you feel like both of these guys will benefit me in that way? Or I feel like they're both going to be fine financially um, and, you know, could include you into your life if you want to go that direction. But what I'd rather have you do instead of even asking me that question 
is I would rather have you focus on your relationship or which way you want to go for a companion. But then I, as far as financial stability, I don't want you to see either one of them in your financial picture. I want you to um, look forward into, into creating a really abundant future for you as a single mom where you don't have to have any relying on anybody else because I feel like that's really important to you. And um, I feel like it would be a lot easier for your life and for you to make decisions if you didn't have to rely on anybody else, um, you know, helping to complement you in that way. So I want you to start, sort of start trying to decide what you want in your own career and your own passion and um, allow money to come into you that way and know that you're gifted and talented in a way that you can get paid what you need to be paid, but you need to just start going that direction, Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then you don't depend on someone. Yeah, I don't want you depending on anybody else because I that I feel like that alters your relationships in such a way that it causes pressure on you and the other per- person, and it can have some havoc on them. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but you have you're very talented and and, and smart, and you have a gift. So. Um, you know, just you f- figure out which way you want to go with that and, and do both. Have a relationship, but move forward in your own making of money because you have an ability to do that. You've just been pulled back and a little afraid to just really go forth with it, okay? And, and if you have questions about that, use the exercise that Jennifer just taught you. to. It's a, you can apply that to anything in your life. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. You have a wonderful weekend. Okay. Aloha. Okay. So we only have a few minutes left. Um, if you have any more questions on that sort of thing, you know, you can go to my website, jenniferopsychic.com. Um, or you can go to my Facebook page, which actually you will find on my website. But my Facebook page is Jennifer O Intuitive. I do um, uh, quotes during the week. I haven't done as many this week because I've been busy editing my book. So that will be coming out. That will also be on my website. I'm um, doing some YouTube videos and different things of that nature. So you can get more information uh, through any of these avenues for free. Oh, the YouTube videos are just a blast. you got to see those. She only has one now, but they're really funny in the way she puts little extra captions in there and stuff like that about the time it took her to make the video. It makes it- yeah, and that's under Jennifer O. Psychic. Um, if you try to pull it up on YouTube, it, just type in Jennifer O. Psychic as one word. So you can watch that on there as well. And watch for the book. Yeah, we will be talking about the book, and um, that will be coming out in the next couple weeks. And until then, aloha. Aloha. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.